Welcome back to week two of the Ran Through Texas Tech podcast. Here, back here with Jaden. Today, we're going to be talking last week's game against Wyoming. Dreadful start to the season for the Red Raiders. We're going to also talk about the upcoming game tomorrow night. Oregon at Tech. Big implications for Texas Tech. Their season's pretty much on the line. We're going to take a look around the Big 12, as well as look at the changes in the top 25, as well as ending the night with our upset of the week. I am obviously 1-0, Jaden 0-1. With that being started, Jaden, go ahead and take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, how we doing? It's great to be back. I'm glad I did uh, you know, decent enough to make it onto uh, week two of the podcast, but I'm excited, and uh, I mean, let's get into it, man. Why not? Awesome. Well, appreciate having you back. So let's get started with the big elephant in the room. Last week's overtime loss, double overtime loss to the Wyoming Cowboys up in Laramie, Wyoming. It was a tough, tough game to watch. I mean, I know we sat through that and it was just, it was, the start was exactly what you needed. And it just, I, I just felt like I don't even have words about what happened after that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was brutal, and I know we touched on it a bit, but it was really just, I think they just looked at, looked over everybody, or looked over, you know, Wyoming. Um, a lot of hype surrounded about the game that's coming up, but we'll get to that later. But like you said, when we had talked about it, it was just kind of overlooking week one and not really too worried about these guys, and it came back to bite us in the ass. And here we are, 0-1 on the season, and I mean, I guess there's a lot of blame factors. That you, there's a lot of things that you can point the finger at and blame. You know, obviously you had to travel all the way to Wyoming, and you got days over there. High elevation. High elevation, know. and it's it's messing with your body, especially, you know, once you're there over 24 hours like they were. They were probably there, what, two days before game time or a day and a half so. maybe. So, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of red blood cells being produced through that high elevation. Tired them out pretty quick. So, I mean, I don't know, man. It was – it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I 100% agree with you. And I mean, I was looking over these stats before we hopped on the, hopped on live here. And I mean, Wyoming dominated the time of possession, 34 to 26. But it felt way longer than that. It felt like Wyoming had the ball all day long, and Tech was three and out after three and out after three and out. And I mean, you take into consideration the first touchdown was only a minute 57 seconds. I mean, your defense was worn out. They would be worn out here in Lubbock, much less in the elevation factor. And they had rained. You know, humidity was high. I mean, you got the Red Raiders outgained Wyoming 431 to 309. I mean, how many games do you lose outscoring or outgaining the other team that much? You know, we look at passing yards, 338 through the air to only Wyoming's 138. That's a bit – that's 200 yards. I mean, you can blame Tyler all you want, but he had the yardage to go through. Now, can we say that some of that was early in the game? We can, but dang, how do you lose that kind of game? Yeah, I mean, it's it was evident. I mean, they started off hot. They got it rolling real quick. Defense did what they were, you know, looking to do and what the hype was around them. You know, in the first half and really the first quarter, I mean, it was pretty dominated by – by the Raiders, but I, I don't know. Again, it, it very well could have been the elevation, and it just it just wore them out, and they weren't expecting it. And again, too, getting in game shape, like they're not in game shape by the start of week one. And then on top of that, you have the elevation as well. But 
I don't know. They have, they have the numbers to back it up. On paper, it looks like they should have won. They didn't. Um, I just It just seemed like Wyoming, I guess, wanted it more and had a lot more crowd participation than was what was anticipated. And, and that's, that's kind of good with, with teams like that, you know, when they have nothing to lose and everything in the game, like I said last week. But, you know, here we are, own one. It is what it is, man. Yeah, yeah. There's not much more you could take away. Penalties hurt Tech um, late. Started figuring, start getting a lot of um, – Frustration penalties, uh, late hit out of bounds and a bunch of that stuff, you know. Just looking at the stats, you know, like I said, I mean, Tyler completed 31 passes. 31 passes, but you only ran the ball 20, 30 times, 31 times, and you only got just under 100. You ran for 93 yards. They ran for 171. You know, that has something to do with the time of possession, I believe. But, you know, the quarterback, Andrew Peasley, we talked about it last week. Turnovers were a huge problem for him, but he took care of the ball, and I think that was the big difference. They got a couple of fumbles, but Tech got a couple of fumbles off of them. But, you know, overall, they played mistake-free football, and they just um, they executed when it mattered, and not much more you can say about it. Got to give credit where credit is due, though, for sure. Can't, can't overlook that team because they, they fought really well. They played really well. You could tell they were coached really well. Um, but, yeah, just, just overlooked those guys quite a bit, and – and they wanted it more than what we did, I guess, at the end of the day. They showed a lot more heart than what we did. 100%. And uh, with that being said, we're going to move on into this week's matchup. Big matchup. Whether we lost week one or not, this is still probably one of the most highly anticipated games that Tech has played in, uh, in who knows how long. Since I mean, you could even say since we played Texas back there with, my, with Crabtree, you know. This is a highly anticipated game. You got a, the 13th ranked Ducks heading to Lubbock. Bo Nix threw for three touchdowns last week. They put up 81 points. Doesn't matter who you're playing. 81 points is a lot of points. You know, Bo Nix, he threw, he only, he only had four incompletions all night. 287, three touchdowns, but they only ran the ball a couple, I mean, their running back had four carries for 119 yards. So, I mean, you can take with it as you please there, but obviously tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, under the lights of Jones AT&T Stadium. Red Raiders are six-and-a-half-point dogs. If you think about it, after last week, I'm surprised it's not more. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you, you look into this with a lot of anticipation, and you got a guy that's coming off having a really solid game. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm riding the Bo Nix wagon. You know me, I'm a Bo Nix guy through and through. Uh, but, I mean, you got a guy that's coming off of what? Like 85% completion percentage, just about. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, he was he was on fire, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you got a guy who's, who's slinging the rock around like it's nobody's business and, you know, really a high schooler playing against a bunch of fifth graders in the field pretty much. But, um, I mean, yeah, it, it's going to be exciting and, and we'll see what, what we get into. But I think at the end of the day, it's it's going to be a dogfight for sure. I don't think – I don't, definitely don't think Oregon's going to roll over. And I think first game at home – a lot of people are anticipating, you know, have a lot of expectation for this season, for this team. You know, haven't seen football at the Jones in a long time, a, long time, a lot of months. So yeah, it, it, it should be a very, very interesting uh, bout, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, you tell it perfectly. We haven't seen a game since Oklahoma at home, and we all know what happened then. I mean, it was a game to remember for the Red Raiders, you know, cap off a very impressive season. Um Looking at this, looking at it here, the tail of the tape, you got Tyler Shuck against Bo Nix, both transfer quarterbacks. But the big, big asterisk, or so you could say here, is Shuck used to lead the Oregon Ducks. 
transferred over to Tech, and he says he's found a home here. He struggled a little bit. We looked at the stats, talked about it earlier, struggled a little bit in week one. But, dang, it's hard to not think that he's going to have a bounce-back game against his former team. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's, it definitely says something when you've got a guy that's, that's fired up like him. I think he's definitely probably the most fired up on the entire roster here for Tech just to, just to get after it. I, I, I think this guy, he's probably foaming at the mouth to get after it. And who knows, maybe he might not even be able to sleep tonight because he's, he's just so anxious to get after it. But um, expecting a lot out of him. I mean, there's a lot riding on it. The season, obviously, and, you know, kind of shutting out some naysayers and people that might have might have pushed him away from that program to, to get him back or, you know, that caused him to come over here. Um, you know, maybe proving those guys wrong. And, um, I mean, there's a lot that, that goes into this game, but I'm excited and, you know, I have confidence in him. And I, I, I think he can – he's, he's going to put on a show for sure. Yeah, 100%. And uh, talking about former Oregon affiliations, Tim DeRuder, defensive coordinator for Tech, was the defensive coordinator at Oregon and the safeties coach, Marcel Gates, was also on staff with the Ducks before coming to Tech. You know that Tim DeRuder, once they once they got Dan Landing over there after uh, Mario Cristobal left to Miami, you know that he wanted to see, he wants to dominate this offense, so to speak. He he's not he's looking forward to shutting down a very explosive uh, Oregon Duck offense. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, I think when you look at it in perspective, you you see these guys drop eighty something, you know, putting up basketball numbers. Um, last week, and I mean, shoot, I, I think holding these guys to even less than 50, maybe less than 40, is definitely a, a pat on the back, a pat yourself on the back type of situation because, again, they just dropped 80 something last week. So, um, lot to lot to look forward to here. Um, again, DC probably seen these a few of these cats, you know, in their inner squads or you know, whatever, in their, in their practices, you know, when they were going at it back in his Oregon days. But I'm sure he has an idea of what, you know, what to look forward, what to look forward to, what to expect. Um, and obviously, you know, you got new guys coming through and new quarterback and stuff. So you, you just kind of got to feel it out and get your feet wet in the first quarter. But I, I think he's going to have a solid game plan as to, to how to approach, you know, trying to shut down the offense, the Oregon offense, and, uh, and just see if he can take care of, take care of things on his side of, of the field. Yeah, I totally agree, you know. I mean, we're facing probably the best quarterback that we're going to face, maybe outside of Queen Ewers, maybe, depending on how he plays the rest of the year. I mean, he did struggle week one. But, um, I mean, with that being said, you pretty much got the tail of the tape. I mean, it's an explosive team versus another explosive team. Tech has the ability to be very explosive on both sides of the ball. And I don't think that they took – I mean, this was marked on the schedule all year. Maybe Texas is the only other game that I could say that they're looking forward to. This game means a lot for not only the team but for the community. With that being said, let's get into the predictions. I'm going to go an absolute shootout, 58-56. Tech wins on a game-winning field goal. Gino Garcia overcomes his struggles in week one and, and, and gives Tech – probably the biggest win in the last six, seven years. Yeah, yeah, definitely going to be a shootout, and I, I like the numbers there personally. Um, you know, while I am a Tech fan through and through, and I love the Red Raiders, I don't know if I can be so optimistic as to give them the win this week. 
again, you have to consider that, you know, they did have 81 and they have, what, 700 plus yards last week. So um, it's going to be a dogfight for sure. Uh, probably going to hammer the over. It's at uh, 69 right now. I mean, if I'm being realistic here, I like uh, maybe like a 70 to 54. Give me Oregon. Realistically, 70, give me 70 to, 54. to 54 Oregon. You heard it here first, man. 70 to 54. I mean, this is the same guy that took 58 to 7 last week. Man, is hammering the points. We're not going to talk about that. Man. We're not, we're not going to talk about that. We'll leave it in the past. Well, all I can say is it was looking real good in the first quarter, man. Okay, so with that being said, let's take a look about the Big 12 this week, or last week. Let's take a look last week. You know, we got some blowout victories. But the one that really stu stands out to probably anybody looking at any Big 12 games last week, Baylor upset, didn't just get upset, got ran off their own field by the Texas State Bobcats. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, a lot of question marks around that game. If you're a Baylor fan anyway, like, it's not really a game, you know, you're necessarily should be worried about or are worried about. Um, and, you know, I mean, shout out to Texas State, man. Props to them. They got it done, and they went to work, got after it. And it wasn't just like a kind of close little win, you know, kind of just snuck in there, just hung around. No, I mean, they, they dominated for the majority of the game, and they did pretty well. Uh, they they excelled at, at some things better than what Baylor did, and I mean props to them. Yeah, they they uh they dominated. Score does not even really tell how bad it really was. Um, other games we're looking at here. I mean, obviously the big one, most highly anticipated game of week one was Colorado at TCU, and Colorado put on a show. Shadur was absolutely amazing. I mean, five ten five hundred ten yards, four touchdowns, only. Nine incompletions. When you throw the ball 47 times and only have nine incompletions, that is that is money. But the man that stole the show was Travis Hunter. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you just look at what Shadur did, and I mean, it, it's it's. I don't think it's really even blasphemous to say that Shadur played better than what Bo Nix did last week. Um, and I, I think I say that because you take into consideration who Bo Nix played, which no disrespect to Portland State. I mean, those guys. You know, they're playing at the highest level in collegiate football, pretty close to it. Shout out to Big Sky. But, I mean, you see Colorado taking on TCU, who obviously isn't the same TCU as, la TCU as last year. But, you know, that, that team did go to uh, to the ship. And, I mean, just he was electric. He he went off. I mean, he, he couldn't miss. He, he literally couldn't miss. I mean, every ball that he that he threw was, was a three. I mean, it was right on the face mask. And Travis Hunter, again, like you said, just stole the show and – Really shined. Uh, uh, again, again, a lot of question marks about him too. Like, you know, yeah, he's in, you know, the in, at an HBCU, and what can he really do? And, and he he dominated on both sides of the ball. I mean, you talk about a guy that played almost the same amount of snaps on both sides of the ball the entire game. How, how do you have energy to to continue to play? The man played over 130 snaps. Most people don't play that in the first three to four weeks of a season. He played that in one game. But the play that stood out to me, 6.05 left in the third quarter, man. Third and one from the Colorado – I mean, from TCU got the ball in the Colorado four-yard line. Wheel route out the backfield. It is open for days. I mean, I, I'm watching on the TV, and I'm seeing this – I mean, it's a walk-in touchdown. Colorado's about to lose all the momentum they had 
they're going to give up the lead. And this man comes off of the, of the slant and just full extension dives, makes a tremendous play on the ball. And, you know, when you walk back to the sideline and you see Deion Sanders just giving you all the praise in the world, how do you not feel like the best player on the field? And, I mean, it is hard because his teammate is damn good, but he was the best player on the field. Yeah, yeah no uh, doubt. Uh, I, 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 I definitely a player play in the game. Uh, I think for me it was it was his head top in the end zone. Now he they, they, it got called back, penalty, whatever. But my goodness, the athleticism on that kid is absolutely insane. And I mean, you look at it right now, it, it looks like he found his home and like he's in the right spot. And the system's quite tailored towards him. I mean, how can it not be tailored when you play over 130 snaps in a game? But I mean, he's doing his thing, and yeah, definitely that was, that was another shock for sure that not a lot of people expected. And you know, I I saw it being competitive. I didn't say that Colorado was going to win by any means. I didn't really have faith in them to win, but they proved me wrong in a lot of others. And you know, shout out Prime, we coming. Yeah, yeah, they're there. They're here. They're here to stay, and they got a big game tomorrow. Big game. You know, Nebraska started Week One as a six and a half point favorite against Colorado this week in Boulder. Obviously, it's flipped completely on its heels. It's two and a half Colorado. But other than that, I mean, there's not much to say. You know, Travis Hunter knew what he was getting into when he flipped on commitment day, and he made the best choice for himself. And, and Prime really lets him play to his skill set, and they really open up the offense for him. Um, other than that, notable games, uh, Houston took a victory over UTSA, welcomed the new Big 12. Uh, Donovan Smith obviously had a nice game. Shout out, Shout out Smitty for sure. Shout out, Shout out Smitty. Smitty. Yeah, everybody here in Lubbock loves Smitty. But <laughs> heading into week two, this might be the most loaded, loaded weekend of college football. We're going to start, you know, top 25s came out. Um, obviously, the top two stayed the same, Georgia, Michigan. Uh, Alabama dropped up one spot to three. Big jump, four spots. Florida State, they had a big win. Epic win, obviously. Jaden picked Florida State, and I was, and obviously he was right. I picked. I thought LSU had a shot. Hey, hey shout out Crab Legs, man. Definitely shout out to the Crab Legs. But God dang, they look good, real good. Ohio State drops two spots despite winning, but looking terrible. I don't. I don't. I, and I, I don't blame them for dropping them two spots, but I also don't think that the the offensive struggles come back to haunt them this week. I think they figure it out. I think you know week one you just new QB, you know. New system, new system that's got to be tailored to the QB. It's, 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 it's week one struggles, man. Again, every, not everybody's in game shape. Um, but I, I definitely don't think it comes back to haunt them. I, I see no reason why they shouldn't take care of business and shouldn't dominate this week as well. Yeah, I agree also. Uh, USC at 6, 7, Penn State 8, Washington jumps up. Uh, 9, Joe Milton in Tennessee jump up three spots. Obviously, Notre Dame drops up three spots. You know, they kind of got lost in week one. But obviously, I mean, watched against Navy. They're the real deal. 11's Texas didn't move at all. And then you got some jumpers. You got Utah and Oregon jumping. But a huge drop in LSU, nine spots to 14. I think that might be a little too much. You played a top five team and you did lose. But four, but nine spots is a lot. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a big number. It's a big jump downward. Um, I mean, can't blame the team. They, they competed and they played decent. Um, Nine spots is a little aggressive, but, I mean, it's the committee voting and not me, and I guess there's a reason for that. They know better than what I do. So Yeah. 
I mean, we look at other, we're going to continue down the spot. I mean, everybody's pretty much the same. Everybody just moved up due to the drop in uh, 16 spots for the Clemson Tigers. They looked pitiful. I know I, I, know I, I, I got a lot of slack from you when this game was happening. And, and you know, I, I think I was at work, you know, blowing my phone up, talking about Clemson, and I'm not even believing it because I'm not even worried about these game, honestly. You know, Clemson, Duke, I'm not really too – to worry about, about it, and I look at the score, and it's it's pretty atrocious, um, and it just went downhill from there. I think I caught it when it was like 3-3 or something like that. It was tied up somewhere early in the game. Maybe not even early. It might have been like second quarter, somewhere around there. Um, but it just went downhill, and I don't know. I guess that's that's uh, what happened when Dabo doesn't have a, a future number one overall draft pick as his quarterback, but. You know, again, you know, again just like I said with Ohio State, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna figure it out, and I think you might think different than me on that uh, for sure. But I got I got faith in Cade and and what they're doing over there in in South Carolina and Clemson. But yeah, definitely uh, not a, not a hard start to the season, not the way you want to get it going. But you know, they'll turn turn it around. I I got faith in those guys. Yeah, I mean they had a rough week. I mean I was never high on Cade Club Nick, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's that bad. He, he's not that bad to put up numbers like he did. They were terrible. Duke jumps up 18 spots into the top 20, 25. Uh, they're sitting at 21. Also, Colorado enters, obviously. So, with that being said, we're going to go to the biggest winners and the biggest losers of week one. I'll start. Biggest winner. I mean, let's be honest. It's Colorado. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put you back off of that one. It's definitely Colorado, without a doubt. Um, you know, question, no need for an explanation, honestly. Went down to Fort Worth, took on, you know, the, the runner-up of the, of the ship and just, just really dominated and took care of business. And then with that being said, I think the biggest winner, uh, or I mean the biggest loser of the week is is who we just talked about, the Clemson Tigers. They, got, they have to be the biggest losers. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're, they're they're up there on the list for sure. Um, and you know, had had Texas Tech been ranked or had a lot even more hype than what they do, you know, outside of Texas, I definitely probably would have gone, you know, for the Red Raiders. But yeah, it's unfortunately, as much as I hate to say it, it's it's probably Clemson. A lot of negatives to look on. You know, definitely a lot more negatives than positives for that squad. But you know, it's it's kind of unfortunate what happened and almost a little embarrassing when you look at it. Yeah, and I mean, you could even throw a team like Baylor in there. That's that's a big, big L for them. It might even be worse than Clemson. They lose to a group of five. Clemson does lose to a division foe. But just the way Clemson looked, just it was just not good. All right, so go ahead. I'll give you three games. You pick a winner. Starting off with pretty much the game of the week, Alabama at home. Taking on Texas Longhorns. You know, haven't, you know, haven't, been, haven't been high on Texas this year, this, year, this season. season. And, and then again, we're Red Raider fans, so when are we, when ever, are we but ever? But I think Alabama, I think Alabama should take care of business. Care of business. They're not going to have a problem. Like you said, Quinn Ewers didn't really impress anybody last week. I mean, when you're in a close game with Rice at halftime, probably a lot of – maybe not a red flag quite yet, maybe some yellow flags, but the red flags are starting to get you know put on the ropes and – Get raised, get raised a little bit, bit maybe here pretty soon, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think Alabama, Alabama should should clear that, should clear that uh, with ease. Yeah, I I think that it's it's you know it's going to be a tough one for Texas going into Tuscaloosa. They looked good last year against Alabama, 
I mean, Alabama's got some question marks this year that they didn't have last year. Um, they don't have a proven quarterback. I think Jalen Milrow is, is the real deal. I think he's a very good quarterback, but, I mean, he hasn't been put up, up in a game like this against a team. I mean, you can say all you want about Texas. They got the roster. They're loaded on the roster on paper. They should give him a little bit of fits. I don't think Alabama's going to blow this game wide open. The I mean, the line is um, seven, um, Alabama, when this is being recorded. And But, you know – as much as I hate to say it as a as a Texas Tech fan, um, I think Texas covers, not necessarily winning, but I think they cover. I think Alabama beats them by three for the second year in a row. Um, but, you know, that home field at home field advantage for Alabama is going to be the difference maker. All right, going into game number two. Game number two is going to be uh, the one that, you know, we're all anticipating uh, – we already said it earlier. Texas Tech at Oregon. Who do you got? I, 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 I gave my opinion on it earlier. We, like you said, we talked about it. I, much as I want Tech to win, I don't think it's going to happen. Now, I'm not saying it's going to Oregon's going to walk, you know, roll in here and walk all over us and, you know, you know, make a score to where NCAA needs to consider a mercy rule by any means. That's not what I'm saying, but I think Oregon, you know, might take care of business. It's they're going to give them fits and. It's going to be a dogfight, dog fight, but, you know, realistically, you know, realistically I think Oregon might take care of business here in Lubbock. I I'm, I mean, we said it earlier. I'm going to disagree with that statement. I think Tech's going to come out with a massive chip on their shoulder. Uh, they know the fans are behind them, but if they get ran off the field, then they won't be. And then, obviously, and then one more game. We're going to go with one that no one's really talking about. Um, Ole Miss at Tulane. Tulane, group of five. Big group of five. What do you got? See, and this is – we're going to get into it later, you know, upsets of the week. And I know we were talking, you know, off mic about upsets of the week and whatever, and I didn't disclose my information, but this was my upset of the so week. So we have an upset of the week pick early. early. Tulane, roll, wave, roll. I mean, defensive line dominated last week. Again, South Alabama, Southern Alabama, you know, I, I, again, what, what do you from expect from those guys? No disrespect, no disrespect but Tulane's, Tulane's defensive line looked really, really good. Looked really good. Uh, saw, uh, saw a lot of good things from those guys. I think they're really, really going to gonna give Ole Miss some problems. I think is it Jackson Dart? That's Ole Miss's QB. Yeah, I believe so. I believe he started week one. Still Yeah, I think I think they're going to give Dart some fits, and they're going to be in his face quite a bit. That was my pick for upset of the week. Tulane roll roll wave roll number twenty four goes and really just takes care of business against Ole Miss. Kind of a statement win here. Might bump them up a few spots, but yeah, I think I'm going to take Tulane in this one. Tulane over Ole Miss. And since we already got his upset of the week, a lot of people are going to hate me for this. A lot of people are going to be very against this pick. But I'm not sold on the number 22 team in the nation. I picked him week one. I think they go down at home. Nebraska wins. Upset of the week. Wow. Massive, massive loss to the wow. momentum of Colorado. I think Nebraska, Matt Rule, he, he, week one, he, they did not show up offensively, but they showed up defensively against a, you know, a sneaky Minnesota team in the Big Ten, Big Ten West. Um, 
I just think Nebraska, well-coached. Jeff Sims is not going to throw three interceptions again. Um, Colorado, if they if Nebraska can take Travis Hunter out of the game, can Shadur make plays with his legs? That'll be the difference, if he can make plays with his legs or not. I believe they score a lot of points, but Nebraska, it's just something about them. It's just Matt Rule. I'm a big believer in Matt Rule. Steamy take right there. And with that, are you are you putting money on it? Like, would you hypothetically would you put money on that? Would I put would I put money on them on the Nebraska line? I would take I would put money on Nebraska to at least cover the game. Interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about that take, and I'm gonna go ahead and have to disagree on that. I mean, that's pretty that's. That's pretty blasphemous. I can't lie to you. That's that's pretty blasphemous in my eyes. Um, after what Colorado showed last week, again, we know it's not the same TCU team. But I like Colorado, man. I I don't know what more else to say. I I think they take care of it. And you know, like like you said, can he do it with his legs? He didn't really run too much last week. Last week didn't really put on a show like he did at Jackson State. But maybe that's for a reason. Maybe they were just trying to hide that. You know, and just, just say here, just say here like, you're going to have a bunch of check down options. And we're, you know, and we're, we're going you know, to run, run the ball down their throat. We don't really want anybody to see you on your legs quite yet. yet. Don't want to give people some looks. Yeah, I can agree with that. That could be what it was, but I think Colorado takes care of business, man. That's kind of I mean, I think you told me that I was blasphemous for picking Colorado last week. Um I think you told me I was absolutely the insane. Table, the tables have turned. The, ta- the, flips are, the, the scripts are flipped. I think that you could say that, and, but I think now that Colorado's put something on film, I mean, I just think that they can't sustain that level. They will have all the excitement in the world. Colorado Boulder's probably popping right now. I mean, it's probably the megaplex of college football right now. But you get Fox, kick, Fox uh, noon kickoff there going to be a lot of things. I know Prime's going to have them ready to play, but I think Matt Rule's going to have them just as ready to play, and they got a massive chip on their shoulder. They had a lot of expectation coming in this year, new coach. Nebraska's always been good, but they haven't been in a long time. They they, they, uh, they stumbled week one, but I don't think they stumble again. They at least make it close. It's my upset pick, but I think they cover at least. Again, very, very steamy take, but I mean, to each their own, and that's why we have upsets of the week. That's a pretty, that's a pretty out there upset. You know, I can't lie to you, that's pretty out there, but you know, only, only time will tell. We'll see. We'll see a few hours from kickoff. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we will, and you know, that will conclude college football week two on the Ran Through Texas Tech podcast. It's a big week for Texas Tech. We we discussed it. Um. I appreciate everyone. We do, I obviously. Reese, everyone for viewing week one and um, tune in week two. We will be back for week three, but we might have a pop-up episode uh, Saturday night, uh, all things NFL. Um, thanks for listening. I appreciate everything. Anything else you got to add, Jaden? No, man. Uh, no, man. Uh, let's, let's, let's enjoy, let's week, enjoy two. week two. Hope Hope everybody goes in peace and has a great Saturday. I'm, I'm excited. I know you're excited. Uh, we're going to enjoy our time this weekend. Definitely going to have some fun. But uh, you know, I'm ready, ready to see if any of our uh, upsets of the week come into fruition. And, uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm ready. See you guys next week. With that being said, that concludes week two. Wreck them.